2: Good afternoon. Welcome to the program. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas, and you've tuned in to the Word to Stand On for Life. But not just the Word to Stand On for Life—a date day edition of the Word to Stand On for Life, which means Paula is live in studio with me, and we would love to have your phone calls and questions—questions questions on the Bible, questions about uh, what's going on in your life, anything and everything. Uh, Paula's looking really, really smart today, so all you have to do is call us, 210-340-9585. If you're outside the local San Antonio area, you can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. That's 630-5757. You can email your questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com, or you can go to our mobile app, Calvary Chapel San Antonio and just call that way as well if you are driving in your car the safest way to call is use the free KSLR mobile app hit the call now banner at the top of the screen and everybody else that'll take care everything else is hands-free okay I'm trying to rush through that <laughs> yeah, because I I'm trying trying to get to the best part I'm looking at your face and you're the best part welcome I'm to the, the, best the show part,
3: looking especially or what do you say smart today
2: Especially smart.
3: Especially or exceptionally?
2: Probably exceptionally.
3: I think either one works.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you know what I'm thinking? I'll bet somebody in our audience can help us with this. If any of you have been to a place called Wrigleyville.
3: Grill. Grill. Rittyville Rittyville Grill Grill Mm
2: -hmm. on San Pedro. Mm -hmm. And if it's really good, it's Chicago-style food. we got some Chicago crazies in our church, Mm -hmm. and I like the Chicago-style hot dogs. So if you've been there and it's really good, give me a call and let me know that it's really, really good so we don't waste a trip out there. Mm -hmm. But we just happened to see it today, Grandma. So I looked it up online, and and the pictures look good. Mm -hmm. But they always do, huh? Yeah, they always do. You know who has the best pictures of food? I knew you were going to go there. Go ahead. The best pictures of food, uh-huh. On their menu yeah. in the whole world uh-huh. is Denny's. Mm-hmm. It really Are does. You, if you, if you look at Denny's, you think I, I want that. I, yeah, I, I want order want everything, and 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 I'll pay double the price. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even care if it's not gluten free. <laughs> that's right. It looks so good, <laughs> and the pictures. But I've never. Hey, well, be careful now. Uh, well, I'm <laughs> just saying I've never never actually got the food that looked like the picture, mm-hmm. and that's why we have been to Denny's <laughs> and what. There had to be an emergency twenty years ago or something where we went to it.
3: If you go to Wrigleyville, it's good, just please call. <laughs> Forget all this other stuff that we yeah, we gotta move on. Yeah. I'm looking particularly smart today. I shouldn't have let you go that far.
2: Follow <laughs> <laughs> what's on your heart today?
3: Well, you know, this is December. Oh boy. It's December twenty twenty one. And this is kind of the time of the year where, you know, Where you start talking about twenty twenty two being your best Jesus year ever, and
2: I was going to wait for a week or two, but you were going to, but it's okay. But
3: I'm particularly smart today, so this is (laughs) (laughs) this is where it starts. Okay, (laughs) Um, but uh, you know, twenty twenty and twenty twenty one, for a lot of people, have not been the best. But how can twenty twenty two? Be your best Jesus year ever, because we can start thinking about that now. And pre, this is a pre-preparation. If you want to explain that, go ahead.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but Paul, we Paul and I, we invent words. Mm-hmm. Um, prepare doesn't sound urgent enough for me, and so we've always talked about being pre-prepared. Mm-hmm. And and so now's the time to start pre-preparing to make twenty twenty two your best Jesus here ever. And one of the things, Paul, that I think about him immediately, I talked about it in the Bible study last night, is we now live in a time where the the fields of harvest, uh, to use Jesus' terminology, are are riper than at any time in my 30 years walking with the Lord. Um, people are hurting. They're angry. Uh, their lives are empty. They've been, they've been uh, tragedy in people's lives. Uh, fear is overwhelming, mm-hmm. and um, these people need to hear about Jesus. And if our 2022 is going to be our best Jesus year ever, then we've just got to be bolder about sharing our faith, mm-hmm. and understand that God wants to use us. And if we'll really receive that, mm-hmm. then then it can't help but to be the best year ever because we're we're going to be doing the Lord's work. I, I just feel like Jesus' smile is all over. Mm-hmm. Just get ready to share your faith.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I have a list. Of uh, Some things, um, at, let me see, I, I, let me, I don't have them in any particular order, but I'm going to start at the bottom, and I, oh, you on the radio program, you don't know, <laughs> you can't see my paper, so you don't know if it's top or the bottom anyway, uh, number one, work at being thankful. If you're going to have your best Jesus year ever, I think we need to work at being thankful because there's so many things that you know distract us and you know squirrel. Oh man, look at that! I can't believe this is happening. I can't believe that. But let's work at being thankful. Um, You know, thankful. In my study on Monday night, when when I was thinking about all that Jesus went through to save me, you know, um, I could work at. I mean easily work at being thankful um and like this morning in particular when i woke up i was so grateful for my salvation um grateful for yours Um, thankful for where we live
2: thankful for
3: all the kids that the lord has
2: given us yeah she's starting to cry that's what you hear in her voice but that's a good thing
3: you just start thanking god for or everything yeah. I mean
2: let me add, let me add the word being thankful needs to be intentional it needs to be something that you purpose to do yeah, when you wake up every morning at, yes
3: work at being thankful thank you Lord that I woke up in a house that has air-conditioning heating I have blankets I got food in my refrigerator um, I, you know thank thank you Lord that I have I have a dishwasher that I hardly ever use um, but it, it works.
2: If we had more people in our house, you'd use it more.
3: Yeah, I, I used it after Thanksgiving. <laughs> I really did use it after Thanksgiving. Um, but just thank you. I have running water. I, you know, we have a people come over our house and they okay, can't use the restroom. That's what I always say. Sure, we got three. <laughs> I love saying that. Who has a one-story house with three bedrooms? I mean, three bedrooms and three bathrooms. We do, you know, kind of a thing that God has just shown off for us that our door is always open and and a lot of people come to our house it's really kind of a cool thing but work at being thankful be thankful that um, you're going to heaven be thankful that you're not going to hell I mean there is a big difference Um, be thankful that you have friends be thankful that you have a church family and nobody you know I was talking to somebody just yesterday and um, nobody goes through anything alone here You know, we find out that I had to go to court for this or I had to go to the hospital. I had a doctor's appointment or whatever, and -and so-and-so offered to take me, to go with me, to be with me. It's like, what? That's family. Mm -hmm. We can be thankful. And so, I mean, that list can go on and on. Um, I'm thankful um, that you have this calling on your life. I'm thankful that you love the calling on your life. I'm thankful Um, for Thursdays because it's our day, you know. I'm thankful. Um, I'm thankful that when we go out um, when people see me they see you. Which is, you know, it's so weird because we don't look anything alike. (laughs) Um, And like you said the other day when somebody even though they knew I wasn't at the occasion you were at, when he introduced you he still introduced you as you know, here's Pastor Ron and Paula. And then he's like, oh no, she's not here. But it's just so natural. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thankful for that as well. So, anyway, if we're going to have our best Jesus year ever. And, you know, I'm thankful for my next breath. I'm thankful that um, if I don't have wisdom, I can ask Jesus who gives it generously without finding fault. Um, I'm thankful that. Um, I have a calling on my life. I'm thankful that I get to stand up and, and teach the ladies. You know, I don't really am not the greatest teacher, but I'm an exhorter. It's like this is what it says.
2: Let's go do that. <laughs> you know. We that's can do for, that's that. That's pretty good teaching if we you can, ask me. We can do that,
3: yeah. But and then so that's my work at being thankful. And we can be thankful for something, even if we're going through a really, really difficult time. We can say, Lord, I don't like this. But I'm still thankful because even though I'm going through something, you promise never to leave me or forsake me. That you um, will walk me. Through.
2: What's the song you guys sing? Never once have I been alone. Yeah, or once, something like that.
3: Yeah, never once have I ever been alone. Yeah. yeah, I got that thing in my throat; I can't even sing right now. <clears throat> but anyway, yes, that song. The Lord doesn't leave us alone. Um, okay, so here's another one. Stir up your gifts. And some people will say, "Well, I don't have a gift." Yes, you do. You and so you can. If you don't know it, ask somebody. Because usually we're watching you. You know, like when when Terry Rush didn't know he had a gift. But I can fix everything. You can fix everything. <laughs> That's a huge gift. I'm married to a man. No offense, Ron, but
2: <laughs> he can break stuff. Yeah, none taken. Yeah, but I, I, you know, if I see something broken. My response is, Paula! Mm-hmm. Be- because it doesn't occur to me to try to fix it because I have no aptitude. I, I wouldn't know where to begin. Mm-hmm. My mom and dad used to buy models. My, my, my older brother loved putting models of ships and airplanes and stuff together. Mm-hmm. And so they thought, well, we'll buy Ronnie a, a, a model airplane and let him put it together. Mm-hmm. I never opened the box.
3: <laughs> we are all unique. Yeah, we're we're divinely designed, unique, babe. So mm. it's okay.
2: Legos? They actually didn't have Legos. Trying to get Tinker, toys, yeah, tinker and, toys?
3: And what about those log Linka logs or Link, something yeah. like that? Mm-hmm.
2: Erector sets.
3: Oh yeah, those kind of things. I never. touched No way. Them. huh Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. Yeah, you're the brains. <laughs> yeah. You just you can just think. We'll I'll do the work. So it's okay. But anyway, stir up your gifts. You know, know them. And then it's one thing, like like me, I know I have the gift of um, encouragement, exhortation or whatever, hospitality and stuff, but how how boring it would be or how wasted it would be. It's like, you know, Jesus says, I gave you this talent. How come you didn't use it, you know? And so I don't want to bury
2: my- You wicked, lazy servant. You know what I'm saying.
3: (laughs) I don't want to bury my gifts at all and I have so much fun with my gift, you know whatever you're gifted with, if you use it, and you know Jesus is there going, you know, okay, oh, hey, go talk to that girl go go, go talk to go talk to her, Ooh, Jesus, I don't know her, and that used to be an issue for me, but not now. Nobody's a stranger, I just love people, so anyway, know your gift and then use it if you if you have the gift of of uh, teaching, you need to be teaching.
2: Yeah, and for for everybody in the audience who doesn't know what their gift is, here's the the, the surest way to find out what your gift is, and what other gifts God has waiting for you. Do something, mm-hmm. serve, mm-hmm. Uh, be about other people, and and I promise you, you're going to discover your gift, and other people will acknowledge that gift, and then as you're faithful in the use of that gift then other gifts are going to be given to you. Yeah. So 340 yeah. If you have any questions or comments for Paula or for me, uh, if you're outside the local San Antonio area, eight seven seven six three zero 630 kslr Paula?
3: Well, Kim, I'm going to jump real quick and then I'll come back. Hearing the voice of God, I want to share a little story I told you yesterday. But I was just, and you always say this, why are you shocked when Jesus answers your, you know? Yeah. So anyway, I've been wanting to see this lady, and I've been walking down her street, and I kind of know, no, I didn't know. I kind of thought I knew where she lived, just because I know kind of her style, and I knew the street she lived on.
2: And, and let me let me make sure, everybody, they, just, they lived in our neighborhood area. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you weren't stalking her. No, I wasn't <laughs>
3: stalking her. <laughs> yeah.
2: You have well, to explain so that, things. Yeah. People can see your face. Yeah, you need yeah. explain
3: things. That's true, but I was kind of stalking her because I was hoping she would come out of the house that I think is hers because I didn't want to go up to her door, you know, because what if it wasn't her house? But anyway, um, so yesterday before my walk, I'm still at home. and it's like the Lord says, if you'll go to her street and walk there today, you will see her. I was like, oh, okay. You know, I mean, sometimes you think you hear the voice of the Lord, but you're not really 100% sure. So I walk down there. I barely make the left-hand turn, and this car, I'm on the left side of the road, and so the car's on the right side. This car comes right over to me on the left side, so it means it's facing traffic. I'm like, what in the world, you know? And it wasn't that lady, but that lady that I wanted to see was in the passenger seat. She jumped out of her car and ran to me, hugged me. We just were crying, and the lady who was driving started crying because she could see how much we really loved each other and hadn't seen each other in a while. And we just talked, and, and then I was I, I told her what had happened, how the Lord told me that if I come on her street today, that I would see her, and just barely, she just... We all three cried all the more. <laughs> and then this was said when, when she went into her house and the you know the, the lady was with her, I said, Lord, I really heard your voice today and I was obedient. Oh Lord, let me be obedient so I can hear your voice <laughs> all the more. So the stirring up your gifts and and working at being thankful because I was thankful for when I left the house. I was even more thankful when I walked her house and the Lord had, had done that.
2: So explain what you said when I said, "Why are you surprised?"
3: I know you always say that, and <laughs> I told her. In fact, I told her. Ron Pastor Ron always says, "Why are you surprised?" And I was like, "Okay, you know, I mean, I know he does stuff, but sometimes we're always kind of surprised." <laughs> yeah, but anyway, we sure did talk about that. But so that was that was really cool, you know. And you, you kind of think. Do I, did I hear that from Jesus or not? Or that's just silliness. I'm not going to go that way because that's not how I normally start out. If, I, if I'll, I'll come home that way. But he said, no, I want you to go up there and go that way. I was like, all right.
2: You know, the, the amazing thing to me, and, and you, you know what I'm going to say, this, this always stuns me. Is the the person who debates and wrestles oh, that? Probably wouldn't God. That was just me making up because I want to hear see her some mm-hmm. You never know what you miss. If you, you never know, know. If, if you're if you're not obedient. You never know what you're going to miss. Yeah. And I I just hate the idea of getting to heaven and find out that because of unbelief or doubt, I I didn't I missed out on a lot of stuff. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And and when I told her that story, she cried all the more. She goes. Thank you for being obedient. <laughs> she, her words, and again, I looked at the other lady who I have just met. You know, yesterday she's crying too, and they they were talking about we didn't come just straight home from where we were. We made another little stop. This was a divine appointment. You know, I mean, it was just really fun.
2: So anyway, hearing I said last night, divine appointments are good things. Yeah,
3: divine appointments are good things, and so it was it was an amazing, amazing thing. Um, okay, so if we're going to have our best Jesus year ever, we have to take risks. You know, that wasn't a big risk for me to hear the voice of the Lord to go this way on my walk and turn left on that street as I leave out instead of, you know, every once in a while I'll come home that way. But um, take risks. If the Lord says, I want you to talk to this person or I want you to uh, go here. um you know, that take risks, get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Got to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. As you were saying, the harvest is plenty and the workers are few. If we're the born-agains, and we are, we're that few. And Jesus left us here that we would reap a harvest. And so some of those um, risks that we'll be taking are going to be very uncomfortable.
2: Yeah, I, I, I'm going to soften the word. You should be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Uh-huh. That 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 to most people makes no sense. Okay, but you got to be okay with being uncomfortable.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You got to just accept that that's part of walking by faith. Mm-hmm. That's a natural reaction. Mm-hmm. And um, um, you know, we're like Gumby. God's just stretching us, <laughs> and and we got to be stretchable. Mm-hmm. And that's that's always going to be uncomfortable. But the more you respond obediently the 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 more adventure um, begins to, to occur in your life. Mm-hmm. God God takes us on some pretty neat adventures. Yeah. yeah. And so being a risk taker I think Paul is one of the really important things if you want next year to be your best Jesus year ever. Mm-hmm.
3: I don't want to miss anything, Ron. I really don't want to miss anything, so um.
2: Do do you think let me ask you a personal question. Do you think as we get older that has anything to do with it?
3: probably I think it's one of those pedal to the middle things you know my time is running out and so I want to get all of all that I can get in I I don't want to be uh I don't want to retire you know and I'm not all that tired um (laughs) but I don't want to I don't want to miss I don't want to I've been listening to a song lately and I don't want to the name of the song is what if what if I would have what if I don't want to I don't want to be sick and infirm, and to not be able to do stuff and say, oh, man, what if I would have when I, when I had the, the, the energy, when I had the ability, when I, you know, I don't want to have that be what if.
2: Yeah, I think for a lot of people our age, Paula, as we get older, we can be a real, not only exercise our gifts, but we can be a gift to people who are younger, mm-hmm. uh, so they don't miss opportunities like we might have missed mm-hmm. uh, because we were uncomfortable, because mm-hmm. we we're afraid to take a risk mm-hmm. or, or to be stretched by the Lord. And I, and I think one of the things that we need to do is is, is set an example for for being okay with being uncomfortable, but, but to talk about it, not in a way that, that elevates us, but mm-hmm. in a way that says, look, God wants to do this for everybody. And what have you got to lose? Mm-hmm. You've got everything to gain, mm-hmm. and and younger people have got a career to lose. i got I got a family that depends on me. Got, but we we just need to remember: He who began a good work in us will be faithful to complete mm-hmm. it. We've just got to get on His program. Yeah,
3: I, I, I don't, I don't know if I told you or <laughs> I had a dream that I told you or whatever. But anyway, in the last not yesterday's study, but the last couple of studies. Um, I think even including uh, Linda McMillan when she taught on Monday night, of, of that vision that I had just many years ago, where you and I, you know, have come to the palm trees, one on each side of a boat that's tied up <clears throat> to them, and Jesus is sitting in there, and we untie the two ends, which, you know, we're so different, we're we're just so different, um, and we but we get in the boat together with Jesus and we're on the on the water going away and we're looking back telling everybody to come out of the wilderness well that has been um right at the forefront of my mind for probably a month now of come out of the wilderness people you know um not that you're following us but we're with jesus we're, we're he's taking us you know and um there's a whole lot of people who are running, trying to catch up to the boat, you know. Um, but there's still some that are staying in the wilderness, and.
2: Um, you, you know, Paula, when when uh, you, you keep using the word the term wilderness, um, when when the two and a half tribes, after forty years in the wilderness, um, they decided that they liked it on the other side. I call it the godless side of the Jordan, the east side of the Jordan. They decided they liked it there. And they want to play safe. Now the men had to go fight. Just like, just like, if you're a Christian and you you stop short of of God's plan for your life, mm-hmm. then then you're going to have to fight. The enemy's going to be there and he's going to pound you because you're not in the place that that you can be protected. Well, they settled for less than God's best, and they were the first tribes to be overrun by um, enemy armies. They were the first tribes to be uh, to fall into idolatry. Um, um, we, we've just got to decide that I'm going to take that step, no matter the cost, no matter how uncomfortable it is. I'm going to take that step, and the result is going to be, God, I'm your problem. And I think that's something for 2022. For what's say Thursday, tomorrow, Friday. Uh, the thing to do is, Lord, I'm going to take that step. I have no other choice. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I really believe that that God, as He shows off for you, will embolden you further. Um, he wants you to be with him, and he's got a plan. Yep. Paula, we're inside one minute already for this half of the program. went fast.
3: We're, I'm just talking a lot, right?
2: Well, <laughs> it's my show. That's what I'm so, supposed to do, evidently.
3: I it's just radio. Saying, huh? I was
2: gonna say that's nothing new about that.
3: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! <laughs> but yeah. So <clears throat> take risks. And what did you say? Get used to being uncomfortable. Be, be okay with being be okay uncomfortable. With, be okay. Stir I, up your yeah. gifts, and, but work at being thankful, the, the best thing. Work at being thankful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we're going to be uh, way better. It says, you know, just as we are worshiping the Lord, that he inhabits the praises of his people. Mm-hmm. When you're worshiping him, he's just right there.
2: We've got a, a question that we'll take on the top of the break, then we'll get back to Paula's list. You're listening to the Date Day edition of The Word to Stand for Life. We'll be back in two minutes.
1: back to the Word to Stand On for Life. We're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh.
2: Welcome back to the day day show, 340-9585. Paula, before we um, finish with your list, we've got an anonymous caller who called in with this question. says her very sick friend turned 50... Uh, Didn't think she'd last this long. Uh, She's been very ill. Friend is being released from hospice. What do they do to get her to the place where she's not afraid of dying? They'd like for her to be in a different place. Uh, When when you ask, you'd like for her to be in a different place, you mean, we don't know whether you mean that, a different place emotionally or spiritually or a different place physically, the location. So I really don't, don't have anything to add to that. But here's what I would do. Uh, with my friend and, and, and believe me everything that I'm <coughs> mentioning to you uh, I do these very things when somebody who is a believer or a professing believer says they're afraid of dying um, the first thing I do is I make sure they're really saved I'll sit down and ask them to explain to me to tell me about meeting Jesus what happened how did your life change um, I, I think this is a big warning sign um, People that don't know Jesus, they ought to be afraid of dying. So that's the first thing. Find out if this friend uh, is a Christian and and ask some questions. Um, we're all afraid of the process of dying. But we shouldn't be afraid of dying itself. Death is the last enemy. Jesus has overcome death. Uh, so we shouldn't be afraid of that. So there's, there's just, you've got to be bold. Paula was talking about being... Uh, okay with being uncomfortable these are uncomfortable conversations when somebody is at death's door literally there's no time to beat around the bush and uh, you know we like to play nice there's no time for any of that all we do is we simply say i want to be sure that you're going to be in heaven and if you meet my jesus then you'll no longer be afraid of dying again this isn't naivety um nobody likes the process of dying but uh, introduce her to Jesus and if she knows Jesus then read to her what awaits her read to her the description of Jesus out of Revelation chapter 1 read read to her the pearl of great price and the the, the parable of the uh, treasure buried in the field Uh, read to her the song of Solomon uh, the parts that are titled lover that's Jesus talking to her and I promise you, if she's really a believer, the Holy Spirit will meet you and there will be a peace. And I think, the and this has happened to me many, many times over the years, the greatest gift you can give to somebody who's dying is sort of a sense of anticipation and joy that their, their, their difficult course on earth is finally done and they're about to enter into their reward. So Anonymous, without more details, that's the best I can do. Paula, do you have anything that you want to add to that? Mm-mm. Okay.
3: Yeah. No. I think okay. That
2: was great. Let's go to Alan from New Brumfield's on line one. Alan, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Hi. Can you hear me? Okay. I can hear you fine, Alan. How are you doing? I'm doing good. First thing I want to say is my I have ninety percent, seven percent battery charge on my phone.
3: Oh. All right. Good for you. <laughs>
2: so last time I called, I had nine percent. Oh, yeah. You had to talk fast. I remember. <laughs> um, so cute. I, I wanted to, uh, I've been taking notes on Mrs. Paul. Miss um, how to have a great G- year for Jesus 2022. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I was wondering if you could expand on number three, hearing the voice of God. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, you know, that's not an easy thing. That's why I was saying, is that me? Is that Jesus? Is that...? Couldn't be the devil. But um, to discern his voice, um, I just kind of knew. In fact, Alan, the first time I ever heard that I recall the voice of the Lord is when Ron came to my front door to meet me. And when I opened the door and I saw him, I heard a voice. And now at that time, I wasn't even a Christian. But I heard this voice say, this is the one for life. I was like, that must be the devil. No, no, I didn't. I was just like, (laughs) what? But I heard that voice. Um, And then um, when our first first son was born, um, I heard this voice say, he'll be okay. But how do you really, really...
2: And, and we almost lost him at birth. Mm, so. That's true.
3: Yeah, I need to explain those things, right? Um, but just how, hearing the voice of God, um, it, not that it makes sense, because a lot of times when, when the Lord, you hear from the Lord, it doesn't really make sense. But there's a, a knowing as I just knew, even as an unbeliever, I knew. Just like our conscience before we're saved, we know the difference between right and wrong. Um, if you start to do something wrong, there's a kind of a pricking at your conscience of, you know, that's not right. And so you don't, you, we shouldn't do it. But I just heard the voice the other day and walked in obedience. And even if, because Pastor Ron says this all the time, Alan, even if I wasn't, I hadn't heard the voice of God, how bad was it that I went down that street? Um, But I don't really understand how I can explain that any better.
2: Yeah, Alan, let me take a shot at it as well, because um, hearing the voice of God, you know, you've got um, immature Christians and and people from crazy charismatic traditions always saying, God told me this and God told me that. Um, I've been walking with the Lord now for nearly 31 years, and... Um, i 've probably heard the voice of God, and i 'm not talking about an audible voice. I want everybody to understand that. If we heard the audible voice of God, it would shake the the foundations of our lives mm-hmm. but 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 God speaks quietly but firmly to our hearts and i 'll bet i 've heard the voice of God and i 'm just going to throw it a dumb number here fifty times hundred times mm. um, but i 've heard the voice of the devil and 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 evil spirits thousands and thousands of times. They're chatty and they're always active. So you have to be able to discern the difference between the two voices. And in those times when I need to hear God, and this is something that I spoke about last night Mm -hmm. in our Bible study as well, in those times when you need to hear the voice of God, when you absolutely need to hear, not you think you need to know, but God knows you need to know, um, uh, He'll speak to your heart. And I can tell you that that, uh, going all the way back to God telling us to come to San Antonio, um, uh, that didn't make any sense at all, but I knew it, and I couldn't be shaken from it. Um, to start a free school, or to do Malta Medical, um, uh, to 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 appoint uh, Pastor Kin and the other pastors. Um, I want to be sure. God knows I need to know on those important things. Uh, but but most of the time, Alan, uh, in just the the ordinary things of life, that God says you don't really need to know this. Just trust me then that's an exercise of faith. And the more you take those steps of faith, then the more the voice of the Lord is going to come to you simply because you're in that place of obedience. You're in the place of God's will. I call being in God's will under the spout where the glory comes out. And um, uh, I I think it it just comes from knowing him. You know, I've often explained, Alan, that when Paul and I met, um, she opened that door. We fell in love instantly. Mm-hmm. I mean, instantly. Yeah. People say love at first sight's not a real thing. We fell in love before we said a word.
3: Yeah. I, I never believed in love at first sight yep.
2: until that moment. Yep. Um, and as much as I was crazy in love with her and she with me, um, it wasn't easy to talk to her. She didn't know me. I didn't know her. Mm-hmm. So what I would do, uh, I'd stay at her house until her mom kicked me out. Then I'd drive home and I'd get on the phone. And we'd talk until we fell asleep. And, um, um, you know, over a period of time, conversation became easier, more natural, and flowing more freely. And when that happens, uh, it's just because you're taking time to invest in knowing the voice. It wasn't very long before when I would call Paula. Remember, no caller ID back then. Right. Um, um I'd call Paula, and I wouldn't have to say, Hi, Paula, this is Ron. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just say, hi, Paula, Mm -hmm. and she knew who it was. Well, it's exactly the same thing. You've got to cultivate that relationship with God. And the one thing, because the devil is so busy talking all the time, and he never, I mean, you talk about somebody that just goes on and on and on. You've got to know the word of God so that you can discern the difference between the two voices. Very, very important. That's a great question. Thank you, Alan. Mm -hmm. God bless you. Appreciate the call. three four zero ninety five eighty five. we had that anonymous um, person question. who called the question in the studio. Mm-hmm. She said uh, they wanted to, how, how can her friend be in a different place spiritually is what okay. she was saying. And so. I think the they answer to the question, the answer that I gave mm-hmm. is it just sit down and affirm her position in Christ mm-hmm. and then remind her of that place. Um, I've been, as I said, a, at a lot of deathbeds and... Um, it's a peaceful place when they open their heart and their eyes to Jesus. Mm-hmm. But make sure that she's really a Christian or, or he's really a Christian. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I'd like you to do is be bold. Uh, not not in her face bold, but mm-hmm. but I, I, if you're afraid of dying, I want to be sure. I want to be sure that you know that the next face you're going to see is Jesus.
3: Mm-hmm. And that'll but, get her talking yeah. more about that face yeah and instead of what she 's experienced
2: yeah and, and the issue will be settled and that 's you know the song we sing
3: when I come to die, Lord, when I come to die, give me Jesus, and that's what you know if if I go before you, Ron, you just need to be telling me all about Jesus over and over again, just give me jesus, don't give me you know anything else, give me Jesus, yeah. remind me of what awaits me, just like you're saying. Give me Jesus. Yeah.
2: yeah. It'd be like Romeo and Juliet. I want to go, Lord. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to J.D. from Victoria, Texas, on line one. J.D., thanks for holding you on the air. Thank you for
1: taking my call, um, Pastor Ron.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Hey, you know, I was curious. Um, I'm a, I'm like a budding videographer,
2: you know. for <laughs> well, um, well, sure.
1: And the reason reason why I ask is, uh, I understand healing is a gift of the Spirit, correct?
2: Yes. Okay.
1: I was wondering if you would be willing that I came down to like a hospital or something with you and and showed you, um, you know, to videotape you healing people.
2: Yeah, J.D., no, I wouldn't be comfortable with that at all. If, in fact, God would use uh, me in a situation like that, I would want to be sure that it was kept quiet. And uh, that that he would get all of the glory. Let me explain something though. When you said that healing 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 is a gift of the Spirit, Um, the the healing there there's not a gift of healing given to a man. Uh, I've prayed for thousands of people literally be healed, and there has been a few, uh, a few that got healed, but the gift of healing didn't come to me. Uh, It came to the person who was sick. And so when First Corinthians talks about gifts of healing. Um, the, the gift is given to the person who's sick and that person as well. It's not the way we normally, uh, are told, uh, in the charismatic church. And again, we're a charismatic church, but it's not that, that there is a man or a woman who has this particular gift of healing and they go laying hands on people and doing those things. The gift of healing is given to the person who is sick. And, uh, that, and on those occasions when I had been blessed to be used by the Lord to pray for somebody who did get well, it wasn't a gift given to me. It was a gift given to the person who was sick. J.D., by the way, one thing to consider, uh, there is a wonderful, we were talking about gifts of the Spirit earlier, Paula, um, uh, being a videographer, having that kind of talent and gift is an amazing gift and a blessing to the church we have uh, a bunch of people here at calvary chapel who who have uh gifts like that and uh, boy there's a constant use in the body of christ for them so jd thank you very much for the call i appreciate it Three four zero ninety five eighty five paula we're i'm thinking pretty close on time once you finish your list or at least okay. go as far as you can
3: um going back to alan just real quick you know it's awesome that um, we can hear the voice of God, and it, I mean, it's awesome. But the even better than that, I think, is God hears our voice. That he would take the time to listen to our petitions, and our requests, you know. Well, that's just, something
2: else we can be thankful for. <laughs> that's exactly right.
3: He hears our voice. I, I, You know, how many prayers have we prayed And the Lord has answered. And Alan is part of our Saturday morning prayer team that he has. Yes. And and, um, how many times he said, thank you, Lord, for waking me up. And I'm, you know, I was, I had some pain, but this, I think the last week or two weeks ago, he had no pain. And we can be thankful that God hears our voice. Lord, I want to get up. I want to ride my bike. I want to get to prayer. I want to go to church. I want to serve, you know. And that the Lord allows us to do those very things. God hears our voice. Wow. When there's so many people in the world. So, anyway.
2: Thank you, Paul. We got another call, line one Jared from San Antonio. Jared, thanks for calling. You're on the air.
1: Uh, Well, Mr. Arbaugh, I was looking at my Bible today and I I noticed that when Jesus called his saints, he told them to sell everything that they owned. And in Pentecost, they. They dropped everything. They divided everything up. had all mm-hmm. things in common. When are you going to have a garage sale at your church?
2: <laughs> we don't, we don't, we actually, Jared, we don't sell anything. We give everything away here at Calvary Chapel. Hey, by the way, um, uh, Jared, you're misunderstanding. Jesus didn't tell his disciples to, to sell everything. He told one guy that. He told the rich young ruler to sell everything and give it to the poor. And the reason he told the rich young ruler that is because the rich young ruler had a lot of stuff. And his God, little g God, was his stuff. And so what Jesus was telling him is, you got to get rid of the things that are keeping you from me. And and so follow me. Uh, we're in the Gospel of Mark, Paula. And um, uh, Jared, thanks for the call. We're in the Gospel of Mark. And, and uh, Jesus went to uh, Peter and Andrew first and said, follow me. He went to uh, John and James next and said, follow me. They had a lot more to lose than mm-hmm. Peter and, and Andrew did. Mm-hmm. Later, he will go to Matthew, and Matthew, who was really, really, really wealthy, mm-hmm. Matthew um, had everything to lose, and Jesus said, follow me. Mm-hmm. And he and he left everything. Mm-hmm. So um, he was calling them, especially Matthew, out of a life of sin. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a tax collector. Mm-hmm. Um, and saying, follow me, and and uh, counting the cost and going, so the, so the idea that we got to be poor, we have got to sell everything, mm-hmm. um, is is sort of nonsensical. Uh, Jared is called before, I think, using another name, mm-hmm. and uh, um, yeah. I have no problem. anybody wants to check our books and yeah. see what we do here at Calvary Chapel. Yeah, we
3: were laughing today. We're, we give away getting...
2: everything yeah. for you. Yeah.
3: Uh, absolutely, if you need something, Jared. Uh, you can you can contact our church because we have what's called Joy of Jesus Warehouse where you can get toiletries, furniture, clothes, um, and I don't know, uh, kitchen, kitchen things, and Washer's it's all dryers, everything. washer dryers when we have them. Um, and all of it all of it's free. So if you need something, um, please call the church two one zero six five eight eight three three seven. We'll we'll be able to hook you up. So
2: thank God you very you much, Jared. Okay, Paula, what's next on your list?
3: Okay, the next thing is, it's the next thing, but it's kind of the last thing, which will help us all to have our best Jesus year ever is if we will forgive others.
2: <laughs> I knew you were going to ruin the year. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, um, you know, if the Lord wants to pour... Uh, more of himself into us, um, but if we have our hands over our hearts of "I'm not going to be hurt again," um, or "You don't know what they did," or you know those kind of things, it's going to hinder. Um, it's going to hinder our walk, and mm-hmm. so we need to be willing forgivers, and we need to pre-prepare. And how I've been pre-preparing is in my work at being thankful. Thank you Lord for forgiving me for all the things that I've done. You know, I want to say I want to be the standard. Um and I'm not. And so I've been pre pre preparing by saying, you know, kind of listing not not to beat myself up or anything, but just to remember how good God has been to me to forgive me of all the things that I've done. Um and that he doesn't bring them up. And that, you know, like you say, man, um, and you're so generous with your forgiveness. And, uh, you know, I'm a beneficiary of that, of course. Um, but he doesn't hold it against us. He doesn't remember it.
2: Um, yeah, he doesn't let, bring it up. Yeah, let me be even a little more forceful. You cannot possibly have your best Jesus here ever. You can't even have a good Jesus here if you're unwilling to forgive. Now, it's easy to forgive the people that you love and the people that come back and say, I'm really sorry. Please forgive me. Okay, I'll do it. And we pat ourselves on the back, spiritually speaking. But the reality is that we've got to forgive those who have hurt us and don't even ask for forgiveness. We've got to be willing to, to empty our hearts and say, Lord, you know I'm willing. Uh, I'll I'll open my heart to him or to her all over again. Uh, uh, Lord, I'm going to begin praying for those people because I want them to know you. Mm -hmm. And um, short of forgiving people, uh, it's impossible to walk in the will of God. It's impossible. We're talking with Alan to hear the voice of God. So, I think one of the things that we've got to understand is that we have the responsibility whenever you read about forgiveness, whether it's Jesus or the apostle paul or or Peter uh, or any of the other God, uh, epistle writers, um, forgiveness for the Christian is assumed uh, How could you not forgive people Peter, seven times uh, seventy mm-hmm. uh, how could you how could you not forgive? Based on everything that you've been forgiven of, yeah. And uh, Paula, without uh, being able to forgive others, without being—let me say this: we can all forgive others, but without being willing to, it's impossible to have uh, a, a year where the Spirit is going to flow in and through your lives.
3: Yeah. Um, you know, it was, uh, we're, I, I,
2: we're about just a little over three minutes, Paula. Okay.
3: Um, you know, I took some notes because I listened to a blog that you sent me, and. You know, some of my notes say unforgiveness blocks our prayers. It's kind of like, how dare we pray and ask God for anything when he's told us the first thing to do is to forgive.
2: As we have as as we, we forgive we, others as we've been forgiven mm-hmm, by God.
3: Mm-hmm. And so, you know, Lord, do this for me or give me this or whatever, but... Um, you know, that thing you asked me about forgiving somebody? I don't think so. And he's, well, you don't want to listen. You don't want to obey. I, I, I can't give you step two until you do step one. So I've been <laughs> really working. God God really never lets us skip steps, does he? No, he doesn't let us skip steps. Um, and the, the other note that I took was to let go of our woundedness. Um there's a, let me see if I can remember this line in this song. It says, um, you know, just keep rehearsing that old pain over and over again. Um, thinking if I could blame somebody else, then I won't have to look at myself, um, for all the things that are hidden down in me. And so unforgiveness, um, helps us to hold on to our woundedness like we deserve it. And the one, well, of course, Jesus is the one who could have held on to his woundedness, and he'll be the only one in heaven wounded, but he won't be holding that against us. Mm-hmm. Every time we walk by him and see him,
2: he's not going to say, you did this. Yeah, no, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Yeah, You know, Paula, it is impossible to let the Spirit of God, you know, Paul talks about do not quench the Spirit of God. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that Unforgiveness is the thing that quenches the work of the Spirit in our lives more than any other thing and perhaps more than all of the other things combined. And what we've got to do is we've got to decide, are we going to be purposeful in forgiving other people? And if the answer to that question is yes, then 2022 can be your best Jesus year ever. Mm -hmm. If the answer is no... Mm-hmm. then it's going to be even harder because you're even more accountable the longer you walk with the Lord. Yeah. Well, Paula, we're just now at about one minute coming up. So what do you want to say to say goodbye to our folks today?
3: Well, I want to say to you, thank you that we went we went through another book, Daniel.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah, Daniel. We're friends with Daniel. And, um, you know, maybe I'm, I'm going to help you out right here, Pastor Rock. Because until after the first of the year. You're going to be doing something that I've just been so excited about. You're going to do some psalms. Yeah.
2: I'm going to start with Psalm 23 next Wednesday night. And then um, we'll just see where it goes from there. Okay. I just don't want to start a new book before the first of the year. Yeah. Because there's just so much going yeah, on. So
3: many breakups in there weeks broken up. Yeah.
2: Okay. So Psalm 23 next Wednesday night. Hey, excited. thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to the date day edition of the word to stand on for life. I'm pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. Lord willing, I'll be back tomorrow at four o'clock on AM 630. The word we'll see you then.
1: Thanks for spending this time with Calvary chapels, the word to stand on for life with pastor Ron Arbaugh.